Hi, I'm Paul, and I'm here to help with that. And we are... SP Film Viewers. Oh, Pierre, you shouldn't have bothered. You're flirting with danger. They will surely find you out. You're much too valuable. <laughs> Happy 2021, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I hope you all have had a good 2021 so far. It's been better than 2020. And if you haven't gathered, well, to be fair, I would have not known what you have just done there if I haven't seen this film. So, But you can gather from the title of the episode of what we're covering. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you haven't watched it, then... You might not know what Paul's trying to yeah. depict, but... It's a scene from Singing in the Rain. It is. So that's the film, the first film we are reviewing in 2021. Mm-hmm. And secretly, we did do a vote, didn't we? Yeah. Of what film I hadn't seen, and actually a film that you hadn't seen, trying to make it a little bit fair here. Thanks for everyone for not voting for mine. Really, really hurt, because mine was The Notebook. We'll have to, at some point, do it. But yeah, I, I think we will. But... I secretly wanted Singing in the Rain anyways. I really did. I think it's a good opener for it. When we were looking at the stuff to pick out, you said that. I was kind of like, yes, because I did want to... It was on the list to cover at some point, but mm-hmm. I, I had that inkling for, like, that's a good opener for the year, basically, yeah. and a nice, easy one to go in with, and I, I really enjoy the film. And I think it's one of those where if we'd have done the notebook, it might have been a bit hard-pressed. Yeah, there might have been. I'm not sure how that might have gone for the first episode. Yeah, I think it's one of those quite heavy ones, and especially since we've had a heavy 2020, it's nice to come in with a light-hearted classic. And we've been really enjoying, haven't we, the older kind of films lately. Obviously, we watched It's a Wonderful Life around Christmas. Um I've actually just today watched Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, um, which I don't uh, think... Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, because the Charlie and Chocolate Factory was the remake by Johnny with Johnny Depp in it, so... So you educated me. I think I actually know that one better than the one that we watched today. Um, but I've seen bits of this, mm. if that makes sense. I feel like I've merged the two in my head a little bit, probably. I've not actually seen them all the way through, though, to be fair, either one. Right. So I've kind of just taken bits from here and there. Mm-hmm. So I really, really enjoyed mm. that today. Yeah. And I think it's one of those old kind of classics that mm. we're... Sort of used to, because again, it's like a pop culture thing, really. Yeah. Seems so... to be a lot of things where I find a pop culture. And... Mm. I, so I think that was the case with this one as well, didn't you? I think you know some of the songs. <laughs> yeah. Like the Good Morning song. I didn't even know that that was actually... Part of this. Part of Singing in the Rain. But I know the song, and I've sang it to you um, <laughs> yeah, when yeah. we woke up, and I do sing it. And But weirdly, I didn't know the tap dancing behind it, the scene, or anything yeah. like that. There was another song as well, which, um, let me see. Obviously, I knew Singing in the Rain, but yeah. hadn't seen that part. Sadly enough, do you know how I knew the Singing in the Rain? Got educated from that. going to really laugh. Go on. You remember Britain's Got Talent? Yes. 
I want to say his name was George something. Mm. And he was a dancer on Britain's Got Talent and he did a Singing in the Rain version, but it was a bit more contemporary and it was more upbeat. I think I know what you mean, yeah. There was, did, was, did he release a single or something? It was a bit... It was like a jazz. It was like a jazz, jazz almost like a dance dun, dun, version. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, dun, or something like yeah, jazzier. Like sampled it. Yeah, something. Yeah. I think I vaguely remember that. But yeah. he danced to the music and he mm-hmm. was singing in the rain, basically yeah. to it. And that's when I knew, obviously, of the classic version yeah. of singing in the rain. But more fell in love with dance and everything. I was a bit more in tuned. Right. There was another one. Bear with me. So. I think it's make them laugh. Make them, make them laugh, make them laugh, yeah. I don't know why I know it. It's weird how I know these things and I haven't kind of seen it, but it's still somehow, and I don't really know how, Mm. it's in my brain. It's a bit strange that is, isn't it? Unless like I was like born in the 20s and I've died. Come (laughs) back. You never know, I might have been Kathy for all you know. Uh, <laughs> I don't really know, but I don't really know how I know these things. Like, that's the strange bit, like the Indiana Jones theme. Yeah, theme. Never seen it, but I know the theme song. Anyways, really, really bearing off to the subject. So let's go back to singing in the rain. So we've got your lead, our main man, Gene Kelly, which is called is Don, it Don Don Lockwood. Is his character in this? And then you've got squeaky voice. Yeah, which is kind of I think it's quite clever how that comes into play at the start because they obviously like doing the whole premiere red carpet treatment going on, and it's kind of like to keep the public in that kind of thing of Hollywood, how Hollywood is perceived of like oh the, the two stars of the show are together kind of thing. There's that whole romance behind uh, it, which... that, yeah, that falseness about it, and this leading lady that he's with on these all these silent pictures is lena lamont which is quite funny the first scene you get of kind of where them both meet and he's a is he like a stuntman or something like that or a body double or something yeah because he goes into that and he explains quite a lot of the the stuff when one of these i guess like reporters or if she is kind of asks like, like tell us a bit about you know, like your history like from the very beginning and mm-hmm. so he Gene Kelly's character tells this whole like backstory of like like how he oh how he struggled and stuff and everything he's like oh we played at the best clubs and stuff but with the visuals that we get on screen you can see that it's not really that at all it's all yeah. just a a ruse a bit of a smoke and mirrors effect of how embellishment of how things went for him just to make it seem like to the public the public eye that everything was oh wow he had such a great life and he get yeah. down did he do it kind of thing and it's again it's like how a pretense pe- a pretense of how what people think ho- life in Hollywood is like that kind of and thing. the meet with obviously she wasn't actually interested in him was she initially because she was a star yeah and he was just a extra yeah and then until like two seconds. Almost after a fact of like, oh, you're you you're you got star chop talent, and suddenly now she's like really interested in again like how fickle that she starlets can be. Yeah, like so, literally just in two seconds change her mind. Like yeah. that was quite funny. I liked how they kind of pan that out, and you kind of could suss her character immediately. Yeah, yeah, just from that one scene. So then, yeah, it's soon revealed that she's not exactly got 
fantastic voice. Yeah. It's very high, shrill and high pitched. I was quite surprised when hearing it. I was like, is that actually her voice or is it put on? I reckon it's probably put on. But then I was thinking, well, people that have squeaky voices, like there's the um, lady from Will and Grace, Karen. I think that I've seen her in other stuff and she hasn't put, <laughs> put that on as high as But there's that, like so. Janice from Friends, like does she actually speak like that either? You know, there's all these people that then kind of she reminded me of, which obviously she's done it first, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for me. <laughs> but her voice is, is horrific and no wonder she just does still kind of films and she doesn't do Silent the films. talking pictures. Yeah. So this is really what, the main drive of this the story is is really moving from these these actors moving from the silent pictures to the talkies is what they called them back in the twenties like walkie talkies <laughs> and I think this is why I like this movie so much it's because it's like a movie about a movie sort of like explaining like some intricacies about how you know film has developed. Mm. In terms of like you know f- from those early stages and going through like the emotions of how things progressed within the industry and all that stuff, and then also like we've just sort of explained about how there's almost like a wink to the camera uh, about like the Hollywood thing of like you know everything's not as you perceive it to be; it's all an act kind of thing, and it's there's the this sense of re- illusion and reality yeah I- merging into one. Yeah. I was quite surprised when I was like, oh, I want to pick Singing in the Rain. And you were like, oh, yeah, no, I really want to watch that. And I'm like, well, what? from what I gather, there's a man dancing in the rain with an umbrella. And that's all I knew about this film. And I'm thinking, this is a dance film. It's a musical. Mm-hmm. Paul's not going to really want to watch this because I didn't know the film element to it, obviously. That, mm-hmm. that wasn't yeah. something I was aware of. So when I was like really looking forward to it, I was thinking, well, Strictly's just finished. Really would like to put a nice classic dance musical film on. Mm-hmm. And then I I understood quite quickly why you would like this because of the way that it's kind of showing you history of film within mm-hmm. the movie. It's showing you the development of the talking picture. It shows you the implications like Paul <laughs> showed at the beginning of his podcast, like the microphone the being... being in the wrong place. So it's you got to talk into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Which is quite funny because nowadays you, there's a little bit more grace with that. Um, yeah, technology has vastly improved. There's one line and I know it's further on, but it makes me made me chuckle. So this character um you know with the squeaky voice what's yeah, her name again uh, lena lena as much as you hate her she has got some comical lines like she does make you laugh yeah um, <laughs> so there's one line which proper made me chuckle like if i was having a drink i'd have spat my water out kind of line mm-hmm. um which is i can't make love to a bush but she says it's so <laughs> so annoyed because the amount of time she's had to retake this one Scene. Yeah, that's a great scene because of this director guy is going to the sound booth and he's like tearing his hair out almost like he's going to the end of his tether 
with the whole thing. I can imagine because, you know, been a trying time for especially even back then in the actual reality of Mm. things, it would have been... Especially as well, you need to be thinking all of this is actually on film. It's not a movie. It's on film. It's hard to edit. Yeah, not like today's thing where you can just do this and just just pause, wipe, rewind that, wipe that, cut that out. Amount of money it's wasting every time she's messing it up because it's on film that needs to be developed or put in the bin. Yeah. You know, so there's all this technical side of things. Yeah. Um, so which I thought was hilarious because it's like it is hard to get a film reel mm-hmm. where they might be able to cut it and try and make yeah. it. It's like he was saying, explain to her, it's like it's been put onto wax, i.e. like a vinyl thing. Yeah. So that's even more costly affair of mm-hmm. producing a disc audio to put onto to merge with the film. So it's kind of like thing, but there's the whole the whole comical aspect of it all is throughout runs very strong and it's that's another reason why I like it because you can just laugh along yeah at the, the drama parts as well I feel like I was beaming from ear to ear every time I was watching any part of it it wasn't really a dark moment even though they thought they were going to lose it because the film was that rubbish okay. that they thought they were going to be like kicked out and yeah and even watching the film was hysterical so it was like even though you knew it was rubbish, it was funny to watch and you didn't feel like it was too dark or anything like that when it was coming to the fact of them losing the jobs because no. they straight away got inspired onto the next thing. Yeah. Um, I do think it was quite funny, like you said, about it being on vinyl mm-hmm. when they had um, a bit of a misbalance from the film playing. <laughs> yeah, they were out of sync, yeah. So then the man's voice was becoming the woman's... Oh, it was delayed, yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, it's... Yeah, really funny. It is really comical the way that they do things and it's just simple things that obviously I feel like it's been what has happened while they've been trying out this new technology and they've thought, actually, we can make something golden out of this because now we know how to do it properly. We can play on as mistakes, so to speak, <laughs> and make it comical, which not many people can do that when they've done something mistakes because I can imagine that's what it is. As for comical aspects, Gene Kelly's co-star in this mm-hmm. Donald O'Connor who plays Cosmo Brown he's quite a likeable f- f- humorous character isn't he he's lovely he, he's got such a lovely face to him he seems like his character is really down to earth he dances better than Don Lockwood he really does he's just so slick and smooth and his movements are amazing well you I mostly I'm no dance expert but I kind of see where you're coming from when you're kind of pointing it out and looking at these legs when he was doing the dancing. They're a bit more flexible, kind of like... Yeah, so much way. more fluidity yeah, flu- in it. And he was really enjoying it, whereas I feel like Don was a little bit like, oh, this is what I have to be doing with my arms, and a bit more stiff. He was quite a bit more toned in the muscle, wasn't he, in his arms? Do you know, funnily enough, like, if I had to pick between the two, hmm. I'd definitely be more for Cosmo. Um, He's not as chiselled and, like, that face. Yeah, and- yeah. I don't know. I think Don just looks a bit arrogant sometimes. Like he's, oh, you must love yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. He's got a strong, like strong jaw and yeah. like a rugged type of look to Whereas him. Whereas Cosmo, I don't know. There's just he's got this little cheeky face, and he doesn't think he's all special, and he really no. is. Yeah, he plays the sort of side character very well. He doesn't really ask for. He's not like any begrudging against anything really. No, to uh, asking for anything. He's just kind of just happy to be with his pal. Yeah, and he really wants his pal to do well and he's there yeah. for him. And if anything, he's the brains behind everything. And most of it, yeah. But 
he's happy for his friend to be in the limelight and him being the shadows. Yeah. Um, and no resentment that you see from no, this no, character. There's no, none of that going on throughout the film. No. If anything, you get the resentment from Lena. She's like your little kind of bad. Yeah, uppity, like, oh, everything's got to revolve around me and I'm the star. And... She's a bit of a spoiled yeah. brat, isn't yeah. she? And then you've got Kathy, which we kind of get introduced to, which is because obviously Don ends up in the middle of the street because Cosmo's car gets a flat tyre and yeah. all these women are, like, swooning <laughs> over him. It's like, I don't, I don't know if this is a thing or if it's just me that doesn't do it. Like, obviously, if Ed Sheeran was in the middle of the street... Mm. I don't even think I'd want to approach him. I know that sounds really daft. Like, I wouldn't be going out of my way ripping his clothes off, that's for sure, you know, like these women were. I'd I'd probably not even be able to muster a hello. Yeah, I know what you mean. You'd be a bit starstruck on you. Yeah, it'd be like, I'd be rather just seeing him okay from afar. I'd be like, oh my goodness, he's there. That's nice. Go yeah, home and tell some people. I tell, tell you now, if, I, if Emma Stone was like walking down the street, out. I'd be like... Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, strictly sensitive. I mean, I can't do that half the time anyway. But I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to get my words together and be like. So, <laughs> going back onto Don getting into Kathy's car by doing some of his stunt doubling acts by jumping on a bus and then. Yeah, landing the car and everything. Yeah, so that sort of weird meet cute, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> and I really like it because she doesn't really know who he is. She puts him in his place, which he needs. Yeah. She's not swooned over him, which he's like then somewhat swooning over her. Yeah. Because it's like, it's well. A bit hard to get type of thing, yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of every typical man in the world. They don't want the woman that's there right at the front door wanting to do everything for them because that's too easy. You like a bit of a cat and mouse chase, don't you? Yeah which I don't get, but you have to try and play hard to get. And I think Kathy didn't really do that on purpose. She was just being herself and having yeah. a bit of a moment of then Don thinking he's amazing because he's in silent movies or yeah. whatever. And then you kind of see that relationship blossom throughout. Well, there's like a sequence where he's Don Lockwood's having a party for the like wrapping up the show and everything. And then there's like this surprise thing where this dance number, dance troupe comes out and Kathy happens to be one of the people who comes out the cake and she's kind of like, oh my God, you're like, hey, and like, oh, oh, it's you kind of thing. And it's a bit like awkward for her, but then she carries on dancing anyway. She's amazing. She's so pretty as well. Like, and the way she, her voice. Like... Oh yeah, she's got a very good voice. I do like Good Morning, so you just jumping around a bit, but that's like one of those, because she's involved with the singing on that and it's quite prominent part of it as well yeah it chirpy is. and chipper and everything and it just works she's fantastic, fantastic really and she speaks a lot nicer than lena does as well and mm -hmm. she's just got a bonnier face and yeah just a nicer i think lena's got a more harsh kind of yeah very stern. i want to say a bitchy face <laughs> am i, I allowed guess. to say that <laughs> so. but the, with that dance with all the, like, the pink costumes and everything and whereas all these yeah streamers going all over the place I don't know if you clocked when that was going on, when she was doing all that, but then it was like streams getting in her hair and stuff, but she'd like doing these little like, mm, get off the thing, but then carrying on as if like it's a proper like stage performance and no, stuff. No, I don't know if that was like a Charleston-y kind of thing. That's what I got from mm. that. So like in the Charleston, you kind of just pull these funny faces. So I was wondering if it was more... But there was definitely stuff like getting in her eyes or whatever or in <laughs> her face, so I think it was kind of like 
adding that to it, but like carrying on as if like it's this is a stage show and I've, you know I've got to carry on. There's no cuts or anything, which yeah. is, I think is quite a common thing with this, with the songs. Looking back at it, like there wasn't many like cuts to angles, different stuff. It was kind of just all like mostly for the most part one take of things. Mm. So that shows, I guess. I feel the same yeah. with Cosmo's one where he does make them laugh. Yeah. And he just goes through the scene. Yeah. God knows how he's not got bruises all over his legs when he's falling he over done, every yeah, two yeah. minutes pretending to. But I do think, actually, I did write down that they did do some clever camera angles. Mm-hmm. Not, like, extreme, you know, like, nowadays. But more, like, looking down the way that they did it with the dancing and they're all kind of, like... I think it's, like, what you do in synchronised swimming where they're all kind of circled round. Yeah, I get what you mean, yeah. So it's like kind of different concepts of not just pointing the camera straight. Yeah, and onwards. Not spin around, but following them kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, and the way that they had the glitter backgrounds on some things where it had like looked a little bit like where they were having glitter scre- screens behind them. Uh-huh. So it's just stuff like that, you know, like when he, I think that was at the end where he's having that vision of what the show. Yeah, I think it was called Broadway Musical, kind of like telling like this whole story about it, basically a guy coming to. The, to Broadway and, you know, getting sucked into the whole glitz and the glam and everything and sees a girl who's very pretty and then sees, like, oh, she's part of this gang type mm-hmm. of thing. <laughs> Which, when I, well, I remember watching my brother ages ago, he he said that, like, he called them the coin flip gang because they were doing <laughs> that whole, like, thing with the coins. Like, Bless. Then. But I think, looking back at that as well specifically, I think... That's probably why I like La La Land so much. Because, I was thinking this. Because that's a ver- that plays sort of like heavily inspiration from this. Obviously, this goes on quite a long, this might be like 10, 13, mm-hmm. 15 minutes. This whole story plays out in with like no words. It's kind of, yeah, for the most part, it's obviously sung in here and there, but then it's kind of just all through visually moving around and stuff. Because and, I uh, did ask you, didn't I? I was like, what is actually going on here now? I kind of thought, for a while, I was thinking it was like what they were interpreting, what the vision of the show yeah, would look like. Which is kind of what he says at the end after um, all that. But then it was like, this is going on far too long for it to be an actual vision now. Is this now dipped into reality? That's where I was at. I'm like, I'm not sure. Because normally a vision wouldn't Check out be this as lengthy as that. So it was like, and then one minute it was like going from him trying to starting at the beginning. And then there was this woman came in with yeah. the flippy coin guy. And it were like, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit lost here, but it was brilliant visually to watch. And I think it was one of those fantastic pieces where if I rewatch it and understand now what he's trying to exactly. deliver, yeah. it won't be as confusing. Yeah. I do want to touch on, though, a scene where he is talking to Kathy mm-hmm. and he's obviously besotted by Kathy. He's really, really liking her and he wants to let her know. Yeah. And he can't just have... A certain setting where... Yeah, as he explains, yeah. You know, it's just on a normal street. Yeah, yeah. Has to make it like a movie kind of yeah. romance. So he needs the perfect setting for a beautiful girl. Yeah. And I think it's lovely. So he gets the nice lighting that looks like a sunset and a bit like a pier coming on. Yeah, exactly. Gets yeah. the mist from like the ocean. He puts the fan on. Mm-hmm. Gets nice lighting from above. Brings in a ladder. Mm-hmm. And she stands on it, and it's like looking like the sea breeze is yeah. coming past, and all of that, and it just makes it so magical. But I love that scene because it's like you're understanding, you're seeing all the concept, what is making the actual image for us. Exactly, yeah. 
and I love the element of that because obviously I've studied photography so in my mind I quite like seeing where's the light coming from where does the mist come in and the wind and stuff like that even mm. though I haven't done film photography yeah I still like to get the visual concept behind yeah. all that yeah yeah so for me I really really appreciated mm. that scene and actually for me I know it sounds really sad any movie could have that in. Like, I like the fact that it was a little bit messy. It had the camera lines in it. It had, like, the, you know, cables plugging in somewhere and mm-hmm. this big fan and... Yeah. But it still had that romanticity about that scene, mm-hmm. even though it had all of the showing you how it was done. Yeah, exactly. Which I think some people have been like, don't really care, but I really, really appreciated that. So I really, really have a favourite character. And Cosmo is good. And at the beginning, I think he's my favourite. Yeah. It then goes towards Kathy. I know you probably would. <laughs> I think she's just... Her voice, the way she speaks, the way she is so pretty, but such a lovely, genuine... Yeah, she's has some sort of tomboyish charm to her somehow as well. I don't know if that comes... Do you think? Up. Yeah, obviously she's... there's the gracefulness, but I think she's kind of like, especially with the good morning songs, a bit of one of the boys kind of thing. Like, yeah. You know, like... Boss them around a little bit. But I think she's a... kind of like the friendship within them. Yeah. So, like, I know when I was at school, I had quite a few guy friends. Mm-hmm. I just preferred probably hanging around with them mm-hmm. more. And I think she's really content with that. Yeah. With that. And I think she's just so down to earth and a nice, humble character. And at the end, you really want the best for Kathy, I feel. You don't want her missing out on her career yeah. because of Lena being a spoiled brat. And I was getting a little bit annoyed and a bit het up about how it was going to end. But obviously, thankfully, that's that's not the case. Lena gets what kind of what she deserves, really, in terms of (laughs) like kind of it all. And it was quite funny how it panned out in the end because obviously she thought she was amazing. And there's this line which she always says is, what do you think? I'm dumb or something? And it's like, well, yeah, actually, you really are. Because she wanted to make a speech. How do you not think, well, somebody is doing my voice, they're doing my singing. If I go and make a speech, my voice doesn't sound the same as the person on the screen. Like, literally, how dumb do you have to be to think that people aren't going to notice that? Yeah, true. So every time she says that line, it does make me chuckle because she is. um... Yeah, she says it multiple times throughout. Yeah. There's also another line I've put down, which I want to refer to, It's a Wonderful Life as well. Uh Uh-huh. Which is hat dag. What does this mean? I think it's just like a like an expression for being happy about something. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems a strange thing to say, really, doesn't it? Sort of that time period, though. Mm. I think really. I've noticed I really, really enjoy the twenties kind of feel but, to things. Yeah. All the fifties, I'm seeming to be. You would have liked the Notebook though, because even though it's not set in that era, mm. it's trying to capture think around either 20s or 50s i can't remember exactly right okay one of those eras and it's quite well done from what i can remember anyways that is right okay well, i feel like for it. one of those things where i'm going to re-watch this and then hate it but i didn't with pretty woman so hopefully we'll be on the safe side back to the dance mm-hmm. numbers and stuff the use of props mm-hmm. and stuff is obviously very much incorporated within these sequences which i think is probably a lot of fun for those guys to have 
to work with to make it more visually interesting. Yeah, and straight away when you say props, obviously you've got the umbrella in the singing in the rain, which is a classic, yeah. iconic piece towards this. But also then in Good Morning, yeah. the coats when the giant <laughs> flap their arms, arms yeah, and just yeah. And um, so you've got that kind of bit, which looks like a bit of a Charlestony kind of move, and the swizzle mm -hmm. with the feet. Mm -hmm. You've also got um, some canes. I feel like there was more in like the um, imagination scene, where he's got his suitcase, yeah, cane, and hat. Like that, yeah. And you can kind of see this era of dance within this piece as well, mm -hmm. coming out an expression of Charleston being like modern dancing. So it's not just ballroom. It's a bit cheeky now. It's a bit fun. Yeah. And you can kind of see that history within the film as well. Also, with the iconic dancing, not dancing in the rain, singing in the rain yeah. scene. The water. Mm -hmm. Like, how many people have interpreted that, even today, yeah. putting water on a stage and seeing the splash of your feet and the yeah. movement? And to capture that at such a early stage in a film or in a movie... I feel like that kind of is quite strongly cinematic in a sense because they're even thinking of the music, they're thinking of the way he's dancing, the way that it's going to splash the puddles. Mm. How's that going to then look for people to see it? Mm -hmm. And obviously, the on a stage, they didn't just pick a rainy day. No, of course not. The fact, especially at the you know at the very obviously the very opening credits, you already get the sense of you know it's the actors are obviously. I'd explain this because the, the you know the, the three main people are in raincoats and it's already and the mm -hmm. stand stage raining and everything and they've got that thing to in some introducing who are these actors playing these characters mm -hmm. and they're they're going to be part of this film and so there's that kind of already barrier broken anyway you're not you're not it's not like just the credits with some text and then you go right these are the characters that you've got here because there's also that twist of like a nod to Hollywood about how things are within the industry and how things work there. Even though obviously because it is raining and it's not real rain, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it's not like you would see in other films or TV series, for example, and you'd be like, oh, you can tell it's like CGI rain or mm -hmm. something. It takes you out of it. With this, it doesn't matter so much because it's just how it was as a part of the film and it doesn't yeah. take away anything from it, even though it's... Even that's though I think it's like some sprinklers or something like that, yeah. that's literally all I'm thinking yeah. of. Somebody, like that pipe, that one pipe in the singing in the rain yeah. where yeah. it's like yeah, constantly. Yeah. I'm thinking, is somebody just like pouring a hose yeah. down yeah, it? Exactly. This is all that's going through my head because yeah. obviously it's all staged, but it doesn't Matt. matter. The only thing is I do have a bit of a beef. Mm. Like you say, in the opening scene, you've got Kathy, you've got Don, you've got Cosmo, all in the raincoats. Yeah. And I really would have loved to see a scene where they actually do do... A dance, so I didn't know if she was actually in the singing in the rain, gonna come out and join right. him. Uh, okay. Just from the fact that I'd seen the yellow coats and yeah, everything like that at the beginning. Mm. But obviously, I was aware of the kind of classic piece, yeah. but I didn't know how it was gonna end or anything like that. But, yeah. So there was for my dance kind of enjoyment. Mm -hmm. I'd have liked that to go on a little bit longer. So. Another thing about the singing in the rain scene. Mm. Um, I was sat there thinking, you know, he's just literally seen Kathy, hasn't he? He's walking away and he's happy and he's in love and he doesn't care if it's raining. It could be snowing for all he cared and he's just so overjoyed and in that romance 
bubble, isn't he? Yeah. But you wouldn't do that, would you? You would not be singing in the rain at all because you don't like rain. Not the biggest fan of when it's chucking it down outside. It's God, don't you know it? You think he's going to melt or something? Like his nose scrunches up. <laughs> he like gets really like mm. everything. Everything about your body just gets really tense. I don't understand. It's like it's only a bit of water. You're not going to drown. I know, but I can only really in- enjoy the rain in quotation marks when it's in a situation where I like literally can't do anything about it. And it's like, have you ever had a situation where you've kind of like been caught in a rainstorm and you've got earphones on and you're like just listening to music and you kind of just, especially if it's like moody music or something <laughs> like that, and then you just kind of just go in with it really and just powering through. Yeah, I guess, but it depends. If I'm coming home, then I'm all right. But if I've got to sit it, in my wet clothes exactly. all day, yeah, I'm not going to be yeah, happy. Yeah. So in the but yeah, like if you're just moment. going on a walk and you've got waterproofs on, then you're still grumpy. Then like oh, it's raining, and it's like well, you're not getting wet. So the only... just, um, if it's heavy enough, <laughs> you are. And no, also, but... rain leads to mud as well. So that's oh uh... yeah, and you don't. This is another thing. He doesn't like mud either. That's from your mum, isn't it? But. It wouldn't go splashing in puddles then. Did you not do that when you were little? I don't really recall, to be honest. You, uh, I feel like he's had one of those childhoods where you don't play with things. Like, you wouldn't have played in mud. Like, I, no I would have gone in the garden, played in mud. Um, I'd have looked at every insect. I'd have splashed in puddles. All that kind of mucky childhood. So, yeah, I think what you're taking meaning from this is I wouldn't be singing in the rain if I just like said goodnight to you and No, you wouldn't have that romance feeling the rain would overtake. <laughs> I'd be like, oh can I come in please and stop. I'd be like, over. no, go out there and go and sing in the rain. Next time that's gonna happen. Like literally if you come home whenever you obviously we're we're in lockdown again. But if you can come home from somewhere I'm and it's raining, I'm gonna go right. Until you start swinging off lampposts, you're not coming in the house. Okay. But I do think I just loved this film so much. I was smiling non-stop. It was such a good start to the year to watch and review. I don't really have a bad word about it. Even Lena, I, I feel like I wanted to hate her, but I couldn't because she was so funny. Like, she was such a funny, unlikable character. Yeah, yeah it's weird, isn't it, that that's the case? But I get what you're saying. It's... It's fun to laugh at her in this, even though she's the bad. But she's there's nothing really too malicious. It's kind, of, it's kind of like, oh, why did you do that kind of thing? It feels a but, little bit like a cartoon character, yeah, you know, like when they're very like much. even yeah, even with a voice as well. Doesn't help yeah, matters, but <laughs> and you know she's a baddie, but she's she's not. She's generally kind of stupid um, or dumb, should we say? And I think that's kind of where the cartoonism comes into it. Because always the baddie in the cartoons are a bit dumb yeah and don't see anything coming and i think that's what she's like mm-hmm. i feel like i do appreciate their humor in this a lot more than what you'd class as a comedy this is my kind of humor i don't think it's too silly or kind of oh that's so predictable it's quite annoying humor mm-hmm. which i don't really appreciate whereas this was everything was just well thought out with every concept of the film and for the age of it it's utterly amazing. Yeah. Like it's just really just just a lot of fun, really, and just entertaining. 
and I that's love it. why yeah that I, I really enjoy watching I'm... this so I wasn't there's no gripes with oh you might pick that one I do I do really weirdly secretly do enjoy this film and I mean do you have any other notes or things to talk about with this or? apart from me gushing over how much I love it and the dancing mm. that's pretty much it because I actually I know this sounds really bad and I'm really sorry I only wrote two pages and then I got to a point of where I was like, I just want to watch this. Mm -hmm. I'm just really enjoying myself. I just really want to absorb it all in my brain Mm -hmm. and not miss anything. So, yeah, we can go. Scott, right. So I think initially I probably would have put this at a nine. Mm -hmm. But now seeing it again and obviously seeing La La Land fairly recently, i.e. last year around my birthday. It's so weird saying last year. I'm still not used to that. I have to put it at a 10 as well. Same! Because it's just takes so... Obviously, there's a lot of... I feel like there's a lot of influence there and it's just a blast watching it all the way through and everything. I know that sounds weird for somebody who really likes like horror films and dark dramas and stuff and dark humour, but I think secretly there's just something about this. I think the thing being, like I said before, about it, a film, about a film, mm-hmm. about the film industry... But there's all these other elements in it as well. The, the songs don't annoy me because it's that sort of like time, timeless, classic mm-hmm. dancing style and music. I don't know. There's something about that era I really like, and the humor is just fantastic. The, yeah, the, the music is fantastic, and just how they all act and everything is up there. And I can't really think of anything to slag, to slag off about it, really. So no, yeah. I 100% agree with you. I am scoring it a 10 as well. Obviously, I'm biased because there's dancing in it. So that was anything that's got dancing in it is quite high up there for me. I really enjoy it. That's why I put through, Paul through Dirty Dancing and think actually now watching that back, the best bit about Dirty Dancing is the dancing. Um, <laughs> thanks for that, Paul. But this is a classic. It's got your lovable characters. It's just nice the whole way through. It's so fluffy, but not in a sickly way. It's just perfect. Yeah. yeah. And it's a timeless piece because I didn't care how old it was. It didn't feel old when watching it either. Like it was just like this frozen piece of classicness. Yeah. Paused in perfect time. And it was fantastic to watch and especially to have his first 2021 episode and we both give it a 10 starting off solid yeah um i would definitely watch it again i'd watch it tomorrow like literally that's like how eager i would be because i feel like i would get something else out of it i'd oh, yeah, definitely would yeah something else that i hadn't seen because there is so much crammed going on in like the dance scenes um, to visuals, to other bits behind the scenes, which I won't have even twigged on. Mm-hmm. And I think I just have a bit more gratitude towards filmmaking back then. Yeah, the craft of it all. Yeah, because yeah. I know when I studied photography, I was the girl who would be in the dark room, not talking to anybody. Um, <laughs> that would be my kind of thing. Like everybody else had digital cameras and I had a really, really crap digital camera. Mm. but I had a knockout film camera that was better than my digital. Yeah. I constantly... Preferred the old methods to the new methods because anybody can do yeah. the new methods. And I loved the old methods. So I would process my own film. I, so that, for me, 
understanding the concept behind the fact that this is on a big film reel and it's the same as a negative kind of thing yeah yeah and it getting developed and what you have to do to keep that up to scratch and as well then you explaining about the vinyl process to record the audio and yeah and all so, those kind of elements that I have to put together and it's still been so brilliant of a film like it's films we watch today which people have the easy well for example Borat anything with Adam Sandler in who have got the easy tools of just editing it out and they don't edit the crap out <laughs> And it's like, whereas this film had no yeah, fodder filler, it was just perfect. Yeah, long takes, which shows how, you know, almost seamless and and effortless it made make it look as well. The fact that it didn't have to keep doing, like, cut, right, uh, cut that there to cover the fact that mm-hmm. that stumble or something, or change at this angle, like, cut here, you know, like, yeah. to, to the, all that kind of stuff. So it's, it shows, how, you know, how well-trained they are in the craft that they do. It's, it's amazing. It's fantastic. So I hope you all enjoyed listening to us again. We will be vamping it up a little bit, won't we? Where there's we're dropping in some that we've both seen and some that you haven't seen. A little bit more, I feel, in twenty twenty one. Yeah, that's more your department and finding things that I haven't seen that are, you know. Pretty much, it's either me and you haven't seen it, or you've seen it and I haven't seen it. Like because you bought it. Yeah. Whereas. I'm really bad and I I don't really invest my money in that, do I? That's not a bad thing that you don't do that. It's just Well we I don't have f- enough space if I started. We need a bigger house. <laughs> <laughs> but there's so much up there that we both haven't seen and I've there's there's a lot of things that like how I'd love to, to so much to catch up on, really, in terms of films that have come out even like from the past year and, and stuff and couple of years ago did movies go come out last year did that actually happen <laughs> <laughs> nothing happened last year yeah. did it that's what some people say yeah i think 2020 is a learning curve and i think it's one of those things now we're in a new year we can reflect back on what the year was some people have said it was a good year because it made them have reflection it made them have that time we're so busy normally running around doing everything and you can't be that busy, which can drive some people insane, but it can give some people a little bit more downtime. Mm. So I think here's for a better year. Maybe the cinemas might eventually open. I do hope so, for people's sake, even, even for people to have their jobs back, really. Yeah, Cause... we've been quite lucky with our kind of lines of work, but I think that uncertainty for a lot of people, that needs to kind of definitely come into place because it's been a whole, it'll be a year soon in March. So, hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. Yes, thank you very much for listening. And if you'd like to listen to all all the episodes we recorded in 2020, you can go and find them on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever else you might get your podcasts from. Yeah, and we've also got our Instagram and Facebook Definitely check his Instagram out because Paul Blessing does a lot of work on there. So it's a handle of SP underscore film viewers. So definitely go check that out. And Paul is really, really good on there. I do have access. So you might see some weird content coming out of me posting some stuff. Not anything bad. <laughs> yeah, just, just not your normal stuff that you're seeing on there. That you There might be some quirky stories. stuff. Yeah, yeah funny stories or something like that yeah yeah 
something like that. So and if there's spelling mistakes, that'll be me, um, not Paul. <laughs> so we might get Paul to vet them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think if you want to leave us a message, a comment, give us anything to say that you want to hear about, what you want us to review, anything like that. Yeah, it's very much appreciated. Um, we will always reply. So we're not ignorant. Um, we do like to have that communication with you all. So anything is muchly appreciated. And if, of course, you would also kindly give us a five-star review on iTunes. I think that's probably the, the only place where you can sort of leave reviews of our episodes, annoyingly, but that's how it is. So if you go find us on there, SP Film Viewers, like we said. Also, if you want to help support us, you can buy some of our lovely merch we have on our Tea Public website. I think I want a notepad um, with my SP Film Viewer. So obviously logo, we... Logo on. Yeah, I want my logo on it and I want to write my notes because I'm nearly enough running out of this book. Yeah. And I feel like well, we've got for merchandising, why, why am I not yeah. having this book? So mm-hmm. I feel like we'll take some pictures. Is there a pen? I feel like this should be because I love a good stationery. I'm like any stationery, I'm your girl. Um, also, there's something else if you would kindly like to be even really, really generous. And I know this is pushing it for 2021. I know it's a lot going on and people have got all other stuff to be worrying about. We've actually been nominated for something, haven't we? Yes, we've been nominated for Podcast for Business Awards 2021. Now, when this episode comes out, it'll be a couple of days before the voting closes on this. I know I've already posted to people out already about mm-hmm. the voting, so thank you already for those people who have. Um, but all you need to do is follow the link in the description of this episode, go to the website, and just fill in... It'll take a couple of minutes, not even that, just your name and address, and then just vote for SP Film Viewers, or capitals, there's just a space between SP, and then that will help us hopefully get in the voting ranks and maybe who knows what will happen <laughs> yeah no we don't know yet but i'm just pleased that we're nominated yeah you know? i can't believe that as well that was sort of on a whim just doing that but i'm grateful very, very happy that so we... even if we don't win it's just a fact of being participating yeah. and i feel like if i have a child i will definitely be telling them that um so i'm just dead chuffed but if you do want to vote for us and you think we're good enough then please um head over and have a look at that i think it was in one of paul's well our should we say stories on the sp i don't know if we have posted it as a feed as well we might have to do that possibly yeah just a reminder for other people i know it's a bit daft with how instagram doesn't allow you links that you can mm. follow i don't know why that is but anyway i'll still post it there regardless and you just have to type it out manually <laughs> i know it's a struggle for people these days Unless people we just put it like in links. our um bio bit yeah you can do that that's yeah, what I'll, do. I'll I'll leave the link in the link tree bio on our page where you can find all our means of contacting us and whatever. So that's probably the best option to do. So I hope you've had a wonderful start to twenty twenty one. And if you haven't, then don't worry. It's only the beginning of the year. It can only get better. So I hope you've enjoyed listening to us, and we'll speak to you next time. Speak to you next time. Take care now. Bye. Bye. Bye.